This podcast is brought to you by Orthos Health. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our third podcast in our series of how our body can heal itself. And we are diving into the cardiovascular system. We have been talking about blood flow, the best way to make sure that our veins and arteries are open and dilated so that blood is moving throughout our body. It's helping us. It's helping our heart. And we have been talking about the part of our body called the endothelium, which is inside of our blood vessels. And that is the place inside our body that actually produces a chemical called nitric oxide. And when that's released, it works for our bodies. It works just like medicine. That's what we've been talking about. And on our, the first podcast, we just sort of introduced that and we talked about the fact that our bodies could actually make medicine for us. And then last time we talked a little bit about how exercise and movement actually help these chemicals become released. And I'm going to revisit that in just a minute as well. And then we're going to take it one step further today and talk about how some of the things that we eat and put into our bodies affect that. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So like I said, I just want to kind of start off with a revisit. We've been starting with talking about high blood pressure, cholesterol, those types of things. They're all so interrelated. Uh, the more that I just study about, about the body and about these different diseases, and you know, it's almost like one leads, leads to another. And if you've got one, statistically, you're more likely to have another one as well. So we need to be looking at the body as a whole instead of just compartmentalizing it. So these things are all related. We have been talking about the blood vessels in there. We have the endothelium that is a very, very large organ in our body. It's only a, a cell layer thick, so it's very thin. But when I say it's large, that's because, as you've heard me say, if we take it out, it, it's huge. It just goes on and on forever for several tennis courts worth. And inside that endothelium, we have a chemical release, and that's called nitric oxide. And that chemical will help our bodies to heal itself. It is going to repair different things that are wrong in our body. So it's a repair chemical. It sends out an anti-aging chemical, right? With antioxidants and all that sort of thing. It sends out an antidepressant chemical and anti-inflammatory chemicals as well as others. And we went over that in the last one. So this says all these things for us that we want it to do. How can we do it? How can we get it to work for us more efficiently? We talked about exercise and movement last time, but I want to reiterate that just a little bit more so that we have a really good understanding of what's happening. Basically, when we get our heart rate up, the force of the blood is going to move rapidly against the, the endothelium, and that's going to release the nitric oxide. And that's going to start working for us right away. So just think about the fact that when we're exercising, our blood is moving faster and faster and faster across the endothelium. I'm kind of envisioning like sandpaper on wood, right? Because what's going to happen is there's going to be a sheer force like friction and the cells, which are our little medicine bottles um, lining the endothelium are going to sense this extra blood flow. And so they're going to start to squirt out the nitric oxide, which is great. That's going to dilate our arteries. We talked about that last time. It's going to make them bigger so that blood is flowing through there 
quicker and it has more space. It's going to optimize our blood pressure. And basically, more blood flow is going to get to our heart and our other organs that need it the most. And what's really cool is that once you just get started, once you're starting with movement, and I told you that some people are not really comfortable with the word exercise. If you're not comfortable with that word, then fine. Use the word movement. Just move. Move your body. Once that gets going, you will really start to train your endothelial cells to make more nitric oxide even when you're not working out. So that is pretty cool. And exercise is really the only known process that is going to give us this continuous access to this nitric oxide. So that's pretty exciting. We want to keep that moving. We want to keep that going. So we know that movement is a great first start. That's like our square one. We also are going to need to work on some of the other things that help our bodies work at maximum efficiency for us. We can help by not clogging our blood vessels with different plaques and gunks that will hinder these chemicals from being released. And that's where I want to really spend our time today. So since we've been focusing right now on cardiovascular health, let's take a minute and think back to these these vessels, these blood vessels pumping our blood. We want them to be dilated, like we've said, and movement can do that for us. We also want them to be smooth so that the blood is flowing smooth. We don't want anything that's going to hinder that blood flow from, from coming through these, these tubes, basically, right? We want all that to be smooth. Certain foods will help smooth out our endothelium. So when we are moving, that rush of blood, that frictional force goes across it, the nitrous, nitric oxide is released more easily. So what foods are the best ones for a smooth endothelium? And I bet if I ask you, you can probably figure out this answer. This is kind of the, uh, the quick answer to a lot of health issues when it comes to food. Answer, plants. Plants are the, ish, the, the best thing that you can do for your endothelium. Plants are the foods that are going to keep your arteries soft and smooth versus maybe some, you know, animal products, red meat with all the marbly stuff in it. And we're going to talk about that throughout this, the rest of this episode. Those are the kinds of things that are going to leave our blood vessels stiff and sticky. We don't want that. We want them, we want them soft. We want them smooth and, and malleable. I want you to know that the risks of just about every illness that we don't want, all these ones that we've been talking about so far, goes down when we eat more salads and less steaks, all right? So eating more plants is going to help lower our blood pressure. Eating more plants will lower high cholesterol levels and lower blood sugar levels. Again, these things are all very, very interrelated. Many people don't want to give up animal meats, fine. If you're going to do it, here's my suggestion. Do it with plants. I would like to suggest if you're doing um, animal products such as steaks, those sorts of things, if you can find grass-fed, that's going to be a, a much healthier option, looking at some of the ways that it's prepared. But the biggest thing here that I want you to take away is pairing up your food. If you're going to be eating those things, adding plants to them. So let's talk about that. When we eat a high fat or a junk 
meal, we know that a lot of times we feel bloated like in our intestines, but that same feeling that you can kind of feel, that process is also happening in our arteries. So basically it's, it's just clogging fat. Dr. Sears uses the term that I love, which is sticky stuff. <laughs> so that's just an easy way to remember it. It's just the sticky stuff, the gunk in there. The research shows that after we eat a high fat meal, our body, our blood fats peak between four to six hours after that. And they don't actually go down for about eight hours. So that's a pretty high window that we've got all of this fat in our, in our bloodstream. All right. So another thing going on, which is actually more heart threatening is what happens with this endothelial dysfunction after a high fat meal. And I'm going to use this, this big word. I'm going to explain what it is, but I want you to know the word it's called vascular reactivity. And basically all that means it's the blood vessels ability to open up and get wider for more blood flow. And we have talked about that concept already. We want our arteries dilated. That's just the, the term for it. With this, it, it gets lower in many of our vital organs. And we don't want that. We don't want the constrictions. And one of the main ones that constricts is our coronary arteries. So again, recapping that concept, we do not want blood flow constriction anywhere, but especially to our heart. Blood pressure also goes up during this process. So basically, gorging on a high-fat meal, especially, like I said, those bad types of fats, is hard on your heart. Eating plants before and during your meal will keep some of that sticky stuff from hardening to your arteries and wearing out your heart and just making you feel sluggish after a meal, right? So that's good news. Also good news are that fruits and vegetables and berries are full of phytonutrients and they can help you decrease high spikes in your arteries that would be the clogging blood fats. They can help with that. So try and eat your salad first before your blood pressure shoots up. And because the fiber in the salad is going to help slow down the absorption of those fats. I think that's pretty cool. That's the first thing. Eat more plants. Eat plants with animal products if you must eat them. Here's an, another one along that line. Here's kind of the second thing. We're talking about fats, and I know that we know enough to know that all fats are not created equal. Some really are not good for us, and some are good for us. We hear a lot of stories of people that are like at a steakhouse, and they have these massive heart attacks. I believe I read somewhere, I don't have it in front of me, that there's almost like a little uh, a term that cardiologists use between each other that's something like, oh, it's the, the steakhouse attack or something like that that just shows that a lot of times there is a correlation between these really, really high fat dinners and then trouble following. The good news, there is not that correlation at all when it comes to seafood, particularly salmon. When we eat like the marbled fatty steak, our blood goes into a hyper sticky state and the vessels actually constrict. So again, this blood flow constriction to our heart and our organs. And then the triglycerides in our blood shoot up and our blood pressure rises. 
If you're not familiar with the word triglycerides, that really just means fat. So again, your blood pressure is going to rise when that happens. Your blood is going to become more sticky and it's going to be more likely to clot. All the things we were talking about that we don't want. So the combination of this, the sticky clumps traveling through your bloodstream causing clots are where your heart attacks and your strokes are coming from. So again, good news. After you eat a meal of salmon, the omega-3s help produce an enzyme that clears away those triglycerides, those fats from the bloodstream. So basically, all the damage that the, uh, the marbly high-fat steak is doing, the salmon is doing the exact opposite, okay? It's thinning the blood and dilating the arteries instead of constricting the arteries and making the blood stiff and sticky. Does that make sense? We want to eat as many plants as possible. We want to choose good fats, and if we're going to do meats, doing meats like salmon as opposed to steaks. If you're going to do the steak, do it with your plants, plants before and plants after. This is going to help keep everything in your blood vessels moving well, help keep you healthy. It's going to help your endothelium. So that when that nitric oxide is released, your body is starting to work on your behalf to help heal you. So again, eating less animal fats, more seafoods like salmon, eating as many plants as possible, and pairing your plants with your meats is something that's really going to be helpful. I really hope that you guys have enjoyed just sort of this overview of what is happening inside your body, how your body is making your own medicine and your body is working for you. I think that it's nice when we can just think, okay, I don't have to make this big, huge overhaul of my health. Maybe you do, maybe you're in that place, but if you're not, just what is one thing that you can do differently? Can you just add a salad at the beginning of your meal? That's one easy thing to do. If you're not really an exerciser, can you just get out and move a little bit? Can you just stretch? Even just doing some stretching in your home is really beneficial. And throughout the rest of this podcast, we are going to go over all of these different things, all these different tricks, all these different little steps, different little things that we can do. Because really, at the end of the day, we want to leave today healthier than we were yesterday. So I will see you next time. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. This podcast was brought to you by Orthos Health. For more information, visit orthoshealth.com.